This is the funnest time to be a football card collector and investor. Andy, you always with me each and every week. And we both get this tingling feeling inside of our bodies when the hype cycle is at an all-time high. Now, a little bit later, Andy's got a hobby tip of the week that I feel is very important when it comes to receiving cards. But once again, Andy, I know you feel it. I felt the energy when you jumped in the studio today about the hype cycle let's go andy draft week let's go yeah oh yeah man so so many of my uh football cards on ebay have, have watchers and getting offers um and like i'm tracking the card prices uh over on vintagecardprices.com but they're tracking all the graded football card sales and like looking at the top 25 sales from this past week you've got people reaching on jamar chase rated rookies you know still with the you know the new product waiting in the wings like People are reaching on base cards of more elite players, you know, just because I, th I think that from what I've seen, there's fewer listings right now in the marketplace, you know, fewer listings, man. So hype is in, in turn, like the demand is at an all time high heading into the draft. Um, and, and we just got a, a lower supply. So this is create like this big storm of elevated prices for a lot of guys. So in other words, Andy, if you are sitting where you are right now, especially Especially with the new release calendar having another setback, right? I would seriously consider selling some very base stuff because number one, everybody's happy. Everyone's buying cards. Everyone's looking forward to the draft. They're in a good mood. People that are buying cards are feeling good about their team this week. Uh, you shouldn't if you're a Jaguars fan. I'm just saying. Uh, and that's, you know, that's evergreen from now until the end of time. But, Andy, uh, I, I do think we we all, we do tell people when we think it's a good time to buy. I think right now, Andy, it's also a very good time to sell. Yeah, you got to you got to dig really deep. Like there there are some buys out there. You just got got to really dig deep. You got to really grind through and and probably you're targeting like super deep sleepers. And yeah. what's so interesting is all these balls are going to be thrown back up in the air once the draft unfolds because you take the Green Bay Packers for a prime example. Guys like Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins are seeing a lot of hype. They're seeing a lot of uh sold transactions on their cards on eBay, but it's like Green Bay has got two picks at the end of the first round. They've got draft capital in the second. It's like there is a 0% chance they don't come out of this draft with a, a premium wide receiver talent. I totally agree with that. So what I would do right now is let, let, let's take someone like Marquez Valdez-Gandling or, or anyone along those lines. I think a lot of contenders are going to be drafting receivers, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with the, the wide receiver market being the way that it is and wide receivers are so expensive right now. And the fact that, that this is a really good wide receiver draft class, I would look at selling a bunch of those wide receivers that go to a new situation and they're with a better quarterback. But in actuality, they're tier two tier three guys so i would look into doing that andy also i i've got to say this there's one wide receiver in this draft that i like a lot and i'm going to be buying some of his college uniform product i'm going to tell you about that at the end of this pod but it is very important to keep in mind 
that I think a guy like Aaron Rodgers could get a lot out of the draft when it comes to wide receivers. So there's so much that's going to change. It's very important, Andy, if you are a card buyer or investor, whatever word you want to use, to keep in mind that draft position does heavily influence not only the player themselves, but the players that are already on the current roster. Yeah, getting getting more opportunity in the current roster based on the draft capital that they spend on them. Um, also, you know, it's it's really important to, you know, talking about draft uh, position in terms of the actual NFL draft. But then we talk about like fantasy draft position. I just did a video oh, yeah. on this yesterday, Carter. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, if they draft uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, one of these uh, elite wide receiver talents, Traylon Burks from the draft, you know, you got to think that Aaron Rodgers' draft is going to position is going to go up. His stock is going to go up throughout the summer. The same thing with like Zach Wilson, who is a, a second year player. So we're looking for these guys to take the next big step. And, you know, it, the chances are if they draft a, a really good wide receiver talent in this draft, then their their draft position is going to go up. People are going to start getting more excited about them, start taking them earlier and earlier in fantasy drafts, which also means they're going to be parlaying that with uh, football card investing. Yeah, Andy, we're going to touch on this really quickly as far as the new release calendar, okay? It has been set back again, okay? So if you are listening to this a year from now, just fast forward just a little bit because we want to touch on it because the setback does change a lot, Andy. It, it absolutely does, man. And I can't believe, you know, we, we get uh, we got news just two weeks ago that Optic was going to be released at the beginning of May, May 11th. Uh, Prism was going to be released the same day. Select was May 18th. Now, now you've got National Treasures on May 4th. You've got Prism and Select on May 11th with 2022 Prism Collegiate Draft Picks on May 11th. So three major release products that are supposedly going into retail stores being released May 11th. And then Optic has been pushed back to June 3rd, Carter. Mm, 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 mm. So once again, it changes week to week. So we won't spend too much time. But I want people, as always, to think of themselves not just as themselves, but as a sports card collector who might be a little interested in football, but they're also into basketball and baseball because guess what? Baseball season just started and everyone's spending a lot of money on Wander Franco cards. Basketball season's heating up and everybody is jumping on the Jason Tatum hype train and paying ridiculous prices for him. Even though he has still yet to go to an NBA finals, it's crazy how much is going on just in sports cards right now. And now you have a hype cycle here with this football NFL draft and the product being released. We have no idea, Andy, how the market is going to react to that. But, Andy, you, you, you preach this all the time, and I see it in the Discord. I see it just everywhere. So much changes, and this month is going to be so different in terms of the market because of all those different variables. Yeah, a lot of change, and, and it's important to, to remember that um... – you know, the for example, take 2021 contenders, which was recently released. A lot of people are getting their hands on it now, which, you know, is is nice, right? To be able to find product at retail prices. But turns out like the rookie ticket autos are hard to pull. It's it's hard to pull them. Their their hit rate on those is probably one out of 20 boxes or or something around that, because I've seen a countless amount of guys uh 
ripping contenders blaster boxes and not getting a single rookie ticket auto they'll get a lot of those like mem patch cards that you know the player worn patch from like a rookie signing event where they had those 30 jerseys on but the yeah. the rookie ticket autos that we've seen players like at signing events signing like a pretty decent stack of those but in comparison to how many retail stores stock this product nationwide and how many you know boxes are being sold they're still fairly scarce which you know i think is important to to kind of take that into consideration your hit rates on these super uh, premium cards out of these products is still going to be pretty low yeah and remember it's not just pro uniform cards collegiate draft cards so once again if you are just brand new what we're saying right now is very confusing and i totally get it i've been in your spot before right so basically the last year's draft class so uh obviously trevor lawrence and justin fields and those guys a lot of their premium pro uniform stuff is being released over this next month okay however this current draft class, their premium college uniform cards are starting to come out, right? Mm -hmm. A new Tops product, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, but obviously, Prism Draft Picks is its own thing where it is college uniform cards that are going to be released. And once again, I know I preach this all the time, college uniform stuff doesn't go for as much as pro uniform stuff. So it's very important to remember that. Now, Andy, it's it's nuts to me. Like all of this is happening with the NFL draft coming up here in a few days. What would be one tip you would say as far as all of this product being released and all of this market interaction that's going on? What would be one thing that you would tell people as far as their football card collecting and investing? Yeah, as much as it pains me, I am buying very little right now. I have guys yeah. reaching out to me like, "Who are you buying right now? What are you buying?" And I send it. It's like my purchases have slowed down dramatically just because i'm not finding the deals they're they're getting harder and harder to find especially on players that i want to invest in you know yeah. for the upcoming season plus we've got all these balls getting ready to be thrown in there with the draft uh, you know and and players average draft position their stock is going to change and just like it does in fantasy it's going to change in football cards throughout the summer so right now I'm really waiting. Like I've really focused diligently on making sure all my cards are listed and available for purchase, ready to go, which is something I'm constantly working on. But I've been focusing more on that lately versus uh, buying and buying cards. Um, and then you just got to be patient, man. It's it, it's uh, it's challenging. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be patient, but I am waiting till the draft unfolds and some of these uh, newer products come out. Like I want Prism and Select to take the limelight so I can go and start buying some rookie ticket autos of guys that I know yeah. that it's going to, you know, there's going to be some auctions that I think dip down throughout the summer when all this focuses on these, these new products and these new prospects. I agree. And once again, we always say zig when everyone else zags look into other opportunities, other buying opportunities, right? What if there's some legendary player that you want to PC? Well, guess what? Drew Brees isn't in the, the limelight right now. Peyton Manning's not in the limelight. Maybe when people are, you know, spending thousands on a Brandon Ingram card or a Wander Franco or whatever, that could be your golden opportunity to go get that John Ella you always wanted to look into. So that would be my thing. Don't just get so caught up in what everyone is trying to tell you to buy. Also, the second thing, Andy, prices are high. They, they just are. Now, once again, I got a lot going on in my life. I'm getting ready to go to England. Like, 
I, my buying has slowed down because of my personal life factor. So we always say, make sure you keep that in mind. We keep your life in order. But the second thing is prices are very high. They, they just are right. And you got to be careful, you know, is it really worth going after a, a, a Javante Williams card? You don't know what his role is going to be. I mean, you know he's going to be the RB1 in Denver, but what if they lose? You know, it's it's nuts when you really think about it. So make sure you keep all of that in order, Andy. Come on, man. Dem Denver can't – but I know the AFC West is an absolute, like, nuclear Cold War right now. <laughs> but, uh, I just, you know, I think we, we have to give um, the hobby out there – uh, a lot of credit because I think what you just said, Carter holds a lot of weight, uh, you know, pivoted zigging when other people are zagging and targeting vintage players right now. I've actually seen this on vintage card prices. Not, you know, they, they, they look at all graded cards, not just vintage and modern and everything. And if you look at their top 25 for football in the last week, uh, over half of the highest like growing football cards in the market are vintage cards. Believe it or not. I'm, I'm looking at an Earl Campbell PSA eight rookie card up 156, you know, the, percent the troy aikman rookie card up 128 percent the barry sanders up 91 percent so i'm seeing a lot of focus like people actually shifting their interest right now to vintage and i think we're seeing a lot of prices go up for vintage right now it's like actually a pretty good uh market to sell some vintage cards if you if you're looking to sell some for profit as well my question for you andy is you actually shared a stat with me beforehand i would have never guessed Bernie Kosar's numbers have gone up. What was that? Six thousand six hundred percent. Oh yeah, in in the past month, right? So in the past month, and his his card has seen the most growth out of uh, football. Believe it or not, is a uh, Bernie Kosar uh, nineteen eighty six Bernie Kosar PSA seven has gone up five hundred sixty eight percent. Now Bernie that tells you Kosar. Huh? 568%. But that tells you uh, two things. There probably has not been a transaction on his PSA 7 in quite some time. Like if I were to actually uh, pull up this chart, it's probably been quite some time since there was a transaction on the on the 7. Plus, it's not for a whole lot of money. So, yeah, like when, when you look at this, there was a transaction on 419 for $30 of his card. And, and they're tracking the percentage of growth, right? So the previous transaction for this card was $4.49. So, you know, either somebody just wasn't comping, they, they just reached and they bought, bought it for 30 bucks, which is still not a big investment. I think it just shows you that there is a volume behind these guys uh, and that people are, you know, kind of shifting their interest right now because we're, you know, in, in the type of time period we are around active players heading into the draft that, you know, focus has shifted to uh, vintage cards in a lot of ways. I also think, Andy, as far as like the vintage market is concerned, I just think people are, are tired of being confused with all the different releases, right? All the different zebra cut prism silver that's coated in rainbow unicorn juices. Like, I think people are just tired of all the different variations. Whereas to me, 1986 tops is a very important set to me, right? Like, I mean, I, my Jerry Rice card is always going to sit up here. PSA eight, you know, th that, that set, I have the full set right up here. It me it means a lot to me, right? It just does. It, it reminds me a lot of, you know, like the, the Jordan Fleer and those 80 sets. So there are some vintage nuts out there. Like, you know, I, I, I like vintage football, not my absolute favorite thing, but 
those cards are still iconic. And Andy, I think part of why people are doing that is because they're they're just tired of release calendars and they're tired of all the printing that's being done right now. Yeah, man, these guys' cards are locked in the stone. They're also hard to find in really good condition. Yeah. So this definitely places an emphasis on the graded variations because you know that they're authentic and and then you can, you know, kind of find them in those nice conditions. And if people are, you know, honestly, I think the best time to buy vintage is is when the football season kicks off because everybody focuses and just flocks to the active NFL players like in September. Um, You know, and and I think that's the best time to buy vintage. So you can see. Prices are up on a lot of different Hall of Fame vintage players cards, you know, from those really cool years. I love the design. And I think it's cool that uh, uh, Tops has brought back a lot of these designs in their modern sets and just put like a chrome finish on them. I kind of like it. Like I have a 2013 DeAndre Hopkins rookie card that is uh, from the 1986 set with a chrome finish. It's one of my favorite cards in my collection. Yeah, I I love that. I've kind of wanted to get my hands on some of those. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Also, probably my favorite thing is in the, and once again, I know we're nerding out over football cards. That's what it's for, baby. This is what we do. So Andy, you know this, I went crazy when I saw the throwback 2021 rookie ticket autos from the Drew Brees class in this set. Man, I don't even like Mac Jones. And I thought about, you know, obviously I'm not going to spend the thousands on that card, but goodness, it, it looks cool. It looks cool. So, um, you, you know me, Andy, I'm a big fan of any vintage kind of card. I'm more like nineties, two thousands kind of guy, but man, you know, Aikman PSA 10. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the eight, It's, it's so cool because on this site, you know, you can go back for this card. For example, I go back all the way to 2006, 2007, when this PSA 10 Troy Aikman rookie card, uh, this is the uh, Tiffany tra- tops traded Tiffany uh, from 1989, right? Yeah, and and so you can go, and then it's like, wow, you get all the way up here to 2021, and you see this monster spike. This card actually got up to $600, like a Ooh. consistently there, uh, February of 2021. So there's that Super Bowl uh, hype cycle, and this is for Troy Aikman, <laughs> just in, involved Troy in the media Aikman. coverage. Mm. But but look at how this card stayed elevated throughout uh, February, March 2021. Incredibly hot. And it's kind of found this new normal here around $150. Um, and it's, you know, it's more or less stayed around that price point. It's kind of dipped down. You can see where uh, I was talking about there in August. Uh, it's kind of dipped down a few sales around 100 Mm-mm-mm. December get- dipped down to 90 and and now right now it's back up. Someone has reached for it since uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Someone just reached for it on the twenty fifth for two hundred dollars. Back up Let's from hundred. So. Let's go. There you wow. go. Man, you know I, I I guess people Andy uh, I guess people are happy about Joe Buck and and Troy Eggman on ESPN. That might be it. Ah 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 ah. But yeah, I'm 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 very interested in in vintage football, right? I'm, I'm as you know, Andy. I'm building my Drew Brees and Peyton Manning collection. It, it's my thing, man. I, I I'm I'm interested. I I don't like. I'm look. We can get into speculation all the time. I think a lot of people are going to regret all the money they're spending on Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, 
right? Remember, some draft classes that go one to a quarterback, both of them sometimes don't hit, right? Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota is a perfect example of this. So just be very careful because, once again, that money that you're spending on Trevor Lawrence, where his best receiver next year is going to be an overpaid Christian Kirk, could have gone to a Troy Aikman, could have gone to um, a, a Drew Brees. You don't know at this point if Troy Aikman's even going to be, or excuse me, if Trevor Lawrence is going to be even Bernie Kosar good. And I know that kind of takes the fun away because you want to speculate, you want to jump in. But at $800, really? Trey Lance, really? I mean, come on, let's, let's be real here. So, Andy, it, it's just one of those things that, that a lot of buyers and collectors have, have to uh, talk to themselves about. Yeah. yeah, you got you to gotta talk to yourself about uh, be aware. You utilize uh, your resources. Make sure you're doing uh, uh, comping and, and kind of, you know, forecasting. Think about the, the, the ripple effects. You know, think about the ripple effects of the draft and what that could have. And, and when it's like, you know, 10 different experts are, you know, mocking uh, a certain position category to a, a specific team. Okay, I think that's pretty much a guarantee that that's the way they're going to go, and then you can kind of right. plan accordingly. Like if you need to, you know, <laughs> I, I just think it's I think it's important because we talk about these windows at times that you could potentially sell for for decent profit. I mean, some of these windows never come back, right? You know, the hype may be an all time high right now for Sammy Watkins and <laughs> Alan Lazard. You know, <laughs> I love that. I mean, look. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys though that did sell, you know, a lot of his big burrows. I sold my biggest burrows, right? Because of what we talk about. Because I knew you, Andy, because we had this podcast going, because we look at this stuff every week. I knew that Super Bowl hype cycle was there. Now, do I think Drew do I think Joe Burrow is gonna get back to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think he's gonna win multiple. But I do understand that football card prices. You, you rarely have major hype cycle windows such as this one. So once again, we neither, neither one of us are in this for the money, right? But we know what hype cycles do. We know when the time to sell is. And a lot of people right now are happily buying football cards. They just are. Now, there are once again, there are a bunch of people buying Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum at really high prices right now and Wander Franco's and other sports. But that doesn't mean that all the markets aren't hot. And that's what I think right now. Uh, you know, for me, Andy, hobby tip of the week, um, th this is absolutely key. So I, I'm going to let you take the floor when it comes to actually buying cards and shipping information because it can get a little crazy <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, man, I just learned this lesson the hard way. Ooh. Um, on this Bowman U, man, I've been talking, I've been pumping it out. You know, we've been uh, promoting it, uh, breaking this Bowman U box. I purchased it on April 5th. Was so excited about it. They got all kinds of really cool designs, you know, tops coming back. Bowman U, man. And, and the thing is, I purchased it on April 5th from eBay. It said the whole time is expected to arrive by April 27th. They made it seem like the latest it would get here is April 27th, Wednesday, well, I had an oh shit moment yesterday thinking I need to reach out to this guy because I haven't gotten any notifications, any shipping information. Sure enough, I reach out to him and he's like, oh, it's Top's fault. They've delayed the release. We haven't got any shipping information yet, blah, blah, blah. So that's my my hobby tip is like uh, don't plan a break or plan a 
party for hobby box or like you know commit to any type of date until you actually get tracking information that it's that it's on its way regardless if they say expected or you know arriving by because this didn't even say expected it said arriving by april 27th do not trust that at all from any car distributor in my opinion because these manufacturers can change the dates in a moment's notice anywhere and that's you know that's my tip that's where i'm at <laughs> so there's etiquette when it comes to this andy you did everything you should have once again though obviously a lot of it depends on the price so if somebody's shipping you a card that you got for three bucks Yes, they should ship it well, but you shouldn't hound them for like shipping information or all that stuff. But this has always been my rule of thumb. If you're buying a card for triple digits or more, any card $100 or more, you, you should be on top of getting your shipping information. The seller should give you a tracking number, and they should keep you up to date with everything that's happening. And Andy, you as a buyer are well within your rights to ask about the shipping information right yeah they should have and honestly i i mean in hindsight i think uh they, they as the seller should have notified me the moment that they realized it wasn't going to arrive at my house by april 27th right I, I think and you know yeah i should have reached out to them sooner but they should have also like been more proactive and as soon as they realized it was going to be delayed they had committed to all these people because i'm not the only one who bought a hobby box from them, you know that they should have been messaging them and telling them hey this is this has been delayed it's not going to become april 27th i'm sure you know many of them are, are you know buying them for personal consumption they're not like committing to an actual live stream and a live break like mm -hmm. i am you know so that's a, that's a, they, they probably didn't realize that but they they should be aware you know i think it's, it's definitely a two-way street you know we both got to do our part in terms of buying buyers and sellers is trying to always be prompt in communication and, and forthright in that. Yeah. So for me personally, I, and I didn't even tell you this, I waited until the episode, a group submission to PSA that I think I put in about a year and a half. It was one of those big group submissions. I finally got information that the card is great and finally being sent to me a year and a half ago. A year right? and a half? A year and a half. It, it, it seems like it was a year and a half. I just kind of forgot about the card, but it was a Tyron Matthew autograph card, and that is my PC. And I wanted it graded by PSA. And it wasn't the group submitter's fault. He did a good job keeping me up to date with everything. And I just got the message yesterday. I just forgotten about it because my Tyron Matthew card collection has just grown so much, right? So, you know, as far as like shipping information and group submissions and all of that uh always understand that there could be delays and in the card industry itself delays happen a lot whenever you buy whenever you submit so just because uh, you know you go on psa and it says it's turn around in 90 days it's not guaranteed sometimes it may be sooner that's a unicorn more often than not it's going to be later and that's why you know you get into and andy you've done a good job doing breakdowns of uh submission services we talked about it in the last podcast if you are interested the card industry and, and and this is why we always say go to shows go to hobby shops because you know when you buy the card you actually get it right then and there because you know they're handing it to you 
whenever they're shipping, Andy, there's always a major leap of faith that comes along with it. Very, very much so. I mean, you you have you can run the risk of shipping without tracking for a dollar fifty, but should Ooh. you do that? No, I don't think so. I, you know, I've I've had, um, you know, I've done a lot of plain white envelope uh, shipping on cards undervalued under twenty dollars in the past several months. I would say I've probably done twenty to thirty shipments that way, and yeah. only two of them have come back as they haven't received it, and one of them, the post office said it was delivered. So I'm not sure what the case is, is there. Like, I'm, you know, I, I guess he's he's working on a, a refund with eBay, but it's one of those things where I think it's a pretty safe shipping method. Um, and I think it's always important to have tracking. Like if you don't have tracking, then you're pretty much dead in the water. You know, it's anything could happen to it, you know, and, and you're, you, you got to have some way to kind of cover your butt, you know. Right. A few things as far as like big cards on like PayPal and stuff like that, get the good and services protection all the time. Now, if I'm buying a car from Andy, I talk to Andy every day. We're obviously really close friends. No big deal. But if you just randomly meet somebody and you talk to them for months at a time, whatever, still get the good and services protection, right? That just covers everybody to a certain extent. Always do that. I know a lot of people like friends and family because it does cut off a little bit, but just just do that for everyone's sake. And then something else, Andy, and this is obviously a very macro issue. There is a lot of theft going on in the hobby from the postal services themselves, mm. right? And it's absolutely insane. Now, that is extremely rare, but something I saw that was very interesting, I think it was Sports Card Anonymous, I don't remember, they said don't like don't have your name on the like actual package as so-and-so sports cards. Cause that way the person, you know, since there has been so much theft with that, they'll, they'll slice it open cause they know there's a sports card in there and it's hard to track sports cards, especially if they're raw. So, you know, that's something else. Andy, this is something I've seen a lot of as well. People doing the bait and switch, right with with a raw card like let's say like you have a justin herbert card and it's scratched and it's like a prism silver rookie well someone sends you one you replace it with your scratch one and all you say is well it, it the, the mail service scratched this card that happens a lot more than than uh than we would probably think it does so andy there, there's just so much variance when it comes to mailing actual product it could be a nightmare it really can really can man um so but you know you get your tracking if, it, if it's a more expensive card but you pay up for the insurance and you know give you a little bit more peace of mind so that way even if it does get lost uh someone steals it what have you then you have some type of recourse you can you know follow up with uh with the post office you purchase that insurance then you you, you follow the steps and get your get your money back at least and it's uh, it's unfortunate because you know the, the card itself could be very rare and irreplaceable so <laughs> it's one of those things you just gotta it, it, there is a risk involved and and nine times out of ten i think you'll be okay but you know if it's if it's a 500 dollars card something like that i think it's smart to pay up for the insurance just don't don't take the chance you know yeah, so comment down below on this video or if you're listening to this on a podcast, give us your shipping tips and tricks and all that good stuff. We always love to uh, hear 
back from you. And that's why, Andy, it's very important for people to go to patreon.com slash football cards. Join our growing fantasy football card quest network where there's plenty of collectors and investors in there that have been in the game longer than you and I, Andy, who know everything there is to know about card collecting and will happily help you if you have any questions. It's well worth it. Uh, to be a part of it now as we do at the every at the end of every episode andy it's time for play of the week so do you want to go first or do i go first what, what well we i know you had um uh last week you you teed it up uh as a couple couple wide receivers that you were advocating for that that for people to sell um and and i know you've got a couple plays as well so I'll let you go first. I've got I've got an interesting one for you as well. All right. So I'm gonna go very quick here. All right. So last week, Andy, you once again, I mean, your channel is just second to none when it comes to football cards. I understand it could be overwhelming, uh, but you know, it's very important to you know think about this on a macro scale as well. Who's a bad football team? The Detroit Lions. Who was a player that had a lot of hype on the Detroit Lions last year? Well, it was Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Now, Andy, let me ask you this question. Just give a simple yes or no right here. Are the Lions going to win next year? Yes or no? Are they going to win? Are they are they going to be a winning team next year? Oh, I would I would say they're under 500. Right. You know, so, Amon Ross uh, is on a bad team, okay? Second question for you, Andy, is uh, who, who's the Lions quarterback? <laughs> That's Jared Goff. Oh, yeah. You know, just the worst quarterback in the NFC. Uh, very inaccurate thrower. Uh, play calling situation, not the best. Um, and also, the Lions are not rumored to take a quarterback. Now, I would like Amon Ross St. Brown a little bit more if the Lions selected Malik Willis because then the prices of Amon Ross St. Brown cards are going to go even higher than what they're going for right now. Amon Ross St. Brown went to a very prestigious university, okay, USC. He's got a very freaking awesome name, okay? He plays a very exciting brand of football. He's a, he's, he's a fun player to watch, and he won a lot of people their fantasy leagues towards the end of the season. So all the hype is surrounding this guy. He's a sell for me. This is going to be a bad football team. I don't think the Lions are going to select a quarterback because they're a horrible franchise. Sell him. Sell him right now. I I, I don't believe in him long term. He's, he's not Justin Jefferson good. He's not one of these Jamar Chase elite wide receivers. Well, that's your LSU bias. Okay, he's not Jalen Waddle. He's not any anyone, right? He is a slightly better Hunter Renfro for me. So sell him right now if you can. The second one I would sell right now is Jerry Judy. Now, this is someone that we've talked a lot about on this channel, Andy, and you have sold a lot of Jerry Judy. I have sold a lot of Jerry Judy. And both of us were able to buy buy them at very cheap prices because you and I both thought that Denver was going to get a big-time quarterback, which they did. Sell it now. Enjoy this hype cycle while it lasts, okay? I think Jerry Judy's a slot receiver in this formation. Russell Wilson doesn't throw over the middle of the field, okay? I think Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton are going to be the outside receivers in that offense. Now, can Jerry Judy get vertical? Yeah, he can get vertical. Yes, he can catch deep passes. I, I'm just not as big of a believer on Jerry Judy coming out as I was from the start. 
I say sell him now. I've sold a lot of Jerry Judy. You have as well, Andy. So those would be the two players I would sell. That would be my play of the week right now. Obviously, buying right now, Andy, we've touched on this a little bit earlier. It's been tough for both of us, right? Because prices are, you know, a, a little bit higher. And once again, you know, I have a big life thing coming up with this big trip over the next couple of weeks. So I, I've been a little bit more cognizant of my money. But one player who I think is going to go to the moon and will be a future multiple-year Pro Bowl wide receiver is Traylon Burks coming out of Arkansas. We're talking about an elite athlete. Ran over 22 miles per hour on the field last year versus Alabama. Yes, his 40-yard dash time wasn't the best. Who cares? A lot of the best wide receivers in the NFL, Andy, actually ran a time between 4-5 and 4-6 at the Combine. Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. Traylon Burks actually reaches top speed over 22 miles per hour, which is really rare. He is a superb athlete, 10 and a half inch hands really he's got to wear 4xl gloves andy 4xl he is an absolutely freak of a beast of an animal athlete now look i grew up in arkansas right Traylon burks also from arkansas he used to hunt hogs with his bare hands i think he still does he is a freak now why do i like Traylon burks so much andy Early production score, all that good stuff, breakout age. We can get into those nerdy analytics stuff. I'm a nerd. I like the stuff. But the bottom line is people are going to love him. They just are. Because the likelihood of him being the first receiver selected in this draft, Andy, is little. He is probably going to go to a team in the back end of the first round. And that team is probably going to have a good quarterback. Okay? So, I know I've gone on a little bit here. I know Traylon Burke's pro uniform stuff's not going to be released in a while, but his college uniform stuff, I think he's going to be a star right out the gates, especially if he goes to a good team. Arkansas doesn't have a lot of stars. They don't. It's a program, though, that has the most rabid fan base that you will ever see. So Traylon Burke's in an Arkansas uniform. If I'm an Arkansas fan, I'm going to be like, oh, crap. Well, I, I want to go get his football cards. What, what do I want to do? Well, they're not going to mind spending a little bit extra on a college uniform card, even though we both know long-term that's not the absolute best. So if I can get some Traylon Burks college uniform cards, if he goes to a really good team in the back end of the first round, I'm buying those things in mass and selling them before his pro uniform stuff goes out. So Traylon Burks to me is by far the best receiver in this draft. I'm shocked that he is all the way down to like wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Man, I, I'm just a big believer in what this guy's going to do at the next level. So, Andy, I'm sorry I went on for a while, but I'm very passionate about all three of those plays. No, I love it, man. I think it's that it's. I think it's because the NFL uh, historically has put so much value on straight line speed. You know, right. look at Henry Ruggs and John Ross and all these guys that have been drafted super early because of their straight line speed. And I think that's the same thing you see and, and the helmet, right? So that's the same thing that you kind of see with. Jamison Williams and Chris Olave and stuff. And right. um, I think that's that's kind of what you're seeing. But what Traylon Burks is still being mocked at the end of the first round right there where the Green Bay Packers have two picks, man. So can you imagine uh, if Traylon goes to Green Bay? I think you see an immediate uh, stock increase in Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see that. And then we're going to see those Sammy Watkins cards and Alan Lazard go down a little bit. I love the projection, man. This guy – just looking at his his profile, thirty two percent college target share. Like, I mean, just dominant at uh, at Arkansas, man. That's so that's that's awesome. I'm I'm really excited about him. I think 
you know, a guy that um, I'm tempted to buy into right now before the draft. If I had a little bit more budget, if I didn't spend it all on a Bowman hobby box that is not coming by Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would take that same money and buy. Uh, look at buying a rookie ticket auto, Zach Wilson. Now I know Ooh. that. <laughs> Yeah, so Ooh. I know a lot of people are going to be thinking, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know about that one, right? You know, uh, he struggled a lot coming last year. However, if you look at his statistics around when he played against man coverage, he was a QB1 in man coverage uh, ranking, like in terms of how he played against man coverage. So that's that's some upside. Plus, the Jets have two picks they have actually have four picks in the first round, but they have two picks close to the front of the first round, and they're all mocked to take a wide receiver as well. Um, and you've got Drake London sitting there from USC, 6'4", You know, an incredible draft prospect from USC, very dominant as well, 27% college target share, You know, broke out at 18 years old, like really good prospect, right? And, and so... He's sitting there. So the Jets could take him. They could take Garrett Wilson. They could take Traylon Burks. They could take these, you know, any of these elite wide receivers. The Jets have also been linked to trying to trade for guys like DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel. They're, they're, they've been in the conversation for getting an elite receiver because Corey Davis has, you know, kind of not lived up to his draft pedigree and his expectations. And Elijah Moore is great, but he's only one guy, right? Denzel Mims is totally uh, flamed out so far in his NFL career. and. Yeah. I think that they're they're definitely going to add depth, elite depth uh, to their wide receivers, and they've got draft capital to improve the offensive line as well, man. So, I think they double dip on the offense and improving the offense there in the first round. And one of those guys, offensive lineman, wide receiver, that's going to got to lead to a, a, a lot of hype for Zach Wilson. I mean, this is his second year. There's a ton of room for improvement. They also have one of the largest market sizes, fan bases in the NFL. So it's very easy for him to get hyped up. They, they get tons of media scrutiny and media focus. You're talking about leading up into training camp. And you look at Zach Wilson. He's got the cheapest rookie ticket auto out of Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance. So like you can get a rookie ticket auto of him right now for about 350 bucks. Whereas you look at the Mac Jones is 650. The, the Trey Lance is around 650. The Justin Fields is around 650. And believe it or not, Trevor Lawrence is now in the lead with around $1,000 for his rookie ticket auto. And it's what I love about you, right? Wait, did you hear the lawn guy right there? Could you hear that? Okay, good, good. There's a guy just like mowing lawn right outside my window, like, like full speed. I talked I right over him. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't know if anyone else heard it because that's what he thought about that Zach Wilson take. Because it's trash. No, I'm just kidding. Look, you make a really good point about the price. So I just looked at it just to confirm it because I thought his prices were a little bit lower. I didn't know they were that low. I thought he was trending in the 500, 600s. Once again, there's so many different variations. There was one Zach Wilson clear rookie ticket auto out of 10 that sold for 2K. Um, once again, so that's why it's very important. Not all rookie ticket autos are made equal. So, you know, the, the number ones are always going to go for a lot more. One thing I like about you, Andy, is you're really good at reading the hype. And I know we use that word a lot, right? You remember before the season began when Tony Romo said Zach Wilson, what was, I don't remember the exact quote, 
right? Oh yeah, man. Look, Tony Romo comped his arm to who did he comp his arm to? It was somebody like I think he said Aaron. I think I think that's what it was. That's yeah. Football. He comped his arm to somebody elite, like a Hall of Fame quarterback level. In other words, Tony Romo like he he hiked him up as much as you possibly could, and yeah. that quote from Tony Romo actually took over everything. Like it kind of became because once again, Zach Wilson's in New York. The Jets are looking for their savior. And let's just say they do draft Drake London. And let's just say Zach Wilson hits Drake London in a practice on a jump ball. Remember, preseason hype cycle is where it's at. Could you imagine what Zach Wilson cards would have done last year during um, if there were rookie ticket autos and Tony Romo said that same quote? Who's to say Tony Romo doesn't double down on Florio show or whichever show and does the same thing? His card's going to go through the roof. So I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that if you want to speculate the market, even if you don't think Zach Wilson is going to turn out to be great because football card prices don't always correlate with how good you are on the field. Sometimes you just got to take advantage of the preseason hype cycle. So Wilson being yeah. in New York, a lot of draft capital. I, I, I like it, Andy. I really do. Yeah, and what if, what if the Jets pull – uh, the Patriots week one, the Patriots secondary is not what it used to be. They lost JC Jackson. Um, they, they lost Stefan Gilmore's the Patriots secondary is not what it used to be. What if Zach Wilson lights them up four touchdowns? They win. They beat the Patriots week one. We, I mean, you're, you're going to three X your money on this car. It's what I'm thinking, you or, know? So, or if the jets get Debo, Oh, or if the jets get Debo. So, Another, or if they if they if somehow Seattle decides, you know what, we are going to tear down. They trade DK to the Jets. You know, some something like that happens. I, I could see a, a couple of those scenarios unfold to where the Jets just dramatically get a, a makeover on their offense, like a, a, an upgrade. And we've got this, like, all right, second year worked out the uh, the wiggles in in year one, Zach. It's time to get the get the business and his. His draft stock is going to go up in terms of like his average draft position in fantasy drafts is going to go up leading into September. So people are going to be getting excited about him. Plus, he's going to get all the early news coverage being in New York. He's going to get all that early media coverage because uh, I know the Giants get that as well. And I don't foresee them making a change at quarterback. It looks like it's going to be Daniel Jones there for, you know, what he's he's going into his third year, right? Third, third or fourth third or fourth year as a 2019 rookie. So, um, you know, I think all the hype is going to be around Zach Wilson. And so, hey, I think it's a pretty safe move, honestly, looking at the prices. Ooh, safe. I like that, man. Well, Andy, yeah, this, just, was, yeah. th- this was a fun one, man. I, I, I feel like we're getting our groove. I feel like we're getting better each and every week. That's why we need you to subscribe, five-star review, all that good stuff. It goes a long way helping out growing the show. Uh, but this is going to be interesting, Andy. Um, we do we do want to let our listeners know that I will be gone. I'm going to England once again for the next few weeks. So the show will go on. We are more invested in you than ourselves because we want to grow football cards and the show into a major football card community. We are a very rare species, our football card-focused uh, group out there. So once again, over the next uh, couple of months leading into the next season – we're going to talk about focusing just on football cards or growing into other sports. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up, Andy. So 
I'm glad we're growing. I'm glad uh, we, we, we're, we're doing some special things here. I really feel it, baby. I feel it in my system. The future of football cards is going to be grand. Let's go. That's right. Let's go. Now, we're not going to Willie Pips you, man. We're not going to Willie Pips you. We're looking forward to when you get huh? back. Huh? Huh? Yeah, well, I, I told you the story of, of Wally Pip. It's Wally, Wally Pip. Wally Pip. Wally Pip. <laughs> I don't want to get Wally Pip because you're going to have some, some wonderful guests to, to fill in over the next few weeks. So really excited about that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, see you guys.